It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. You're listening to episode 8 of Live Mike. Thank you so much for tuning in. I, you know this is an experiment. This is a new thing we're, we're doing here. I've been working in radio for a long time, but never as a host. Uh, what do I know about sitting behind a microphone and running my mouth? Uh, so over this past week, I've been reaching out to my friends, asking for a lot of help. One such friend, Scott Howell, joins us in studio right now. Scott, thanks for being with us. I, I, I think you were, the, the DNA is not far from the tree of your... Uh your mentor, so I think you are sitting in the right seats. That's kind of you to say. I'll tell you a funny story. My dad, he's a talk show host out right. in uh, New York State. Uh, a few months ago when KSL called me and said, uh, hey, you think you might want to come back here and do some of this radio? I told my dad. I was real proud and excited. And he, uh, his response was this. He said, uh, you sure they called the right Lonsberry? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks a lot, Dad. I'm proud of me too. Cool. Thanks. All right. Yeah, Dad, you taught me well. Yeah. Did you forget that? Did you forget yeah. that you taught me? Uh, anyway, last night uh, the Democrats they got together. They debated in Los Angeles over which one they thought might be the best uh, presidential candidate or at least nominee of their party. Uh, and we are here to to walk through some of that. I have some audio. Um, well, you said uh, you said Amy Klobuchar. She right. stood out to you as, right. as the strongest candidate. Let me see if right. I have anything out of her. Tell, tell me first, as I look for this, what uh, what stood out to you about Amy's presentation? Well, I think when the bickering started between the different candidates, that she stood up and said, "Time out. We're not here to show our laundry, so to speak. We're here to tell the American people what we will do and how we'll pay for it." And I think uh, out of all the candidates, she was really the one that called for responsibility and accountability you know i uh, uh, bernie what a great visionary he is elizabeth warren would be in that same category but the telltelling question last night was when uh, vice president biden turned to him and said how do you pay for that yeah and it's in the trillions yeah that's it's in the trillions and when when joe said let me tell you where we are and then bernie came back and says well we'll do away with the deductibles we'll do all that the delta, the gap on that is so huge, you couldn't do away with enough things to even make it close to what it wants to be. Right. So do we need reform in healthcare? Of course we do. But we're not going to do it that way. And I just don't think America is ready for it. One of the things uh, that uh, Senator Klobuchar said last night, there was an instance where she was essentially responding to Mayor Buttigieg's yes. criticism. Yes. And she uh, she took an interesting tactic and uh, and went down the line praising the, the other senators and legislators. Let me just take a, a moment and play that segment of the debate last night. This is Senator uh, Amy Klobuchar uh, speaking, directing her comments at Mayor Pete from uh, South Bend, Indiana. Right, right. Uh, and it, it's, it's an interesting tactic she uses in praising essentially everyone else on the stage in uh, an attack on, on the mayor. Here's that. When we were in the last debate, Mayor, uh, you uh, basically mocked uh, the hundred years of experience on the stage. And what do I see on this stage? I see Elizabeth's work starting the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and helping 29 million people. I see the vice president's work in getting uh, $2 billion for his cancer moonshot. I see Senator Sanders' work of 
working to get the veterans bill passed across the aisle. And I see what I've done, uh, which is to negotiate three farm bills and be someone that actually had major provisions put in those bills. So while you can dismiss committee hearings, I think this experience works. So it's an interesting tactic. I don't know if it gains her ground or loses her ground uh, when she reminds folks of all the wonderful accomplishments, at least in her eyes, of her uh, counterparts, excepting, of course, the mayor. What do you think? I think experience counts. I think experience makes a big difference. And I think leadership. And I think when she talked about that, what she was referring to is the experience and the wisdom of them collectively and what they've done. Now, I don't discredit anything about being the mayor, uh, a gay man in a, in a, sit, uh, in a state uh, that Mike Pence came from. He was the governor and everything. And I know he had a tough race, but he hasn't stood up to the big battles. And when you hear what the senator said about each one of their accomplishments, those are big items. And I could see her putting Republicans in there as well. I could see her, you know, referring to Lindsey Graham and some of the things he's done with the military. I could see her going through just uh, checking things one off at a time. And I think experience counseling, and I think that's really important in what we're going to be facing in the future. There was uh, uh, earlier on in the debate, there was a back and forth between Senator Warren and the mayor uh, about a fundraiser he hosted recently. Here is Senator Warren. The mayor just recently had a fundraiser that was held in a wine cave full of crystals and served $900 a bottle wine. Um, Think about who comes to that. He had promised that every fundraiser he would do would be open door, but this one was closed door. We made the decision many years ago that rich people in smoke-filled rooms would not pick the next president of the United States. I'm here to help the listener, and I know that as soon as I heard reference made to a wine cave, I ran to Google uh, to find out exactly what a wine cave is. Uh, according to Wikipedia, a wine cave is a subterranean structure for the storage and the aging of wine. They are integral. Uh, they are an integral component to the wine industry worldwide. The design and construction of wine caves represents a unique application of underground construction techniques. I've heard of wine cellars. Caves was new to me. Uh, I can here to give you a first-hand view of that. Um, I went to a dinner at a wine cave down in Nampa. Okay. And Linda and I were there. Uh, of course, we didn't imbib. Uh, when I hear $900 a bottle for a bottle of anything, I just want to say, what? Are you kidding me? Uh, but th- that whole conversation, that whole precious time was so frivolous. I mean, donors, uh, why would they be talking about donors and who's there? They have to raise money. And when you can write a check for $2,580 as the max for a, for the uh, a period of time when you're running in a, for a federal office, you've got to raise money. And, and again there, I think the frivolity of that was... Tell us what you're going to do about the economy. Tell us what you're going to do about the military. Tell us what you're going to do, what's happening in our communities. What are you going to do about homelessness? How are you going to help from a federal perspective to deal with the homeless crisis? What about housing? And they're talking about wine cell caves and and crystals. And I'm thinking, who cares? If I went and pulled everybody in the newsroom right now and I said, how many of you are interested in uh, wine caves and and crystals uh, as a 
top issue f- for Democrats. Uh, we'd get negative yeah. 1,000. The participants in last night's uh, debate um, included uh, Mr. Yang, who he is you know, known to do, repeated his promise of a, of a freedom what is it? A freedom rebate? Freedom rebate. Freedom rebate. A thousand dollars to every American, uh, and he repeatedly touts that as the as the great uh, the great elixir to all that ails us here in the United States. Well, how's that going for him? Well, um, first of all, this has been tried and and done in Alaska. If you recall, okay, they had a, a very similar program uh, when the oil prices went down. Everything it it, it ended. Uh, I don't think that that's the, the, the citizens in Alaska don't get to, don't get that money. Anymore? I don't think that they do. Okay. I, I think, uh, and, and maybe it's not the same amount because it, it was based upon the revenues sure. of the oil production. Sure, sure. I think with the Saudis and everybody where they're uh, up producing now, but the great panacea of our our country is not to give everybody a thousand dollars. I think that that's a nice gesture. And it may or may not be used, but I can see that money having greater value by putting it into education, putting it somewhere where we can make a difference and we can be the benefactors in the long run, our future generations. And what more importantly than having quality education, teachers who are paid what they deserve, put the money where it really counts. And again, I don't think anybody in the newsroom would raise their hand to say, I'm going to vote for that guy because I'm going to get $1,000. It was pointed out by one of the moderators to Andrew Yang that he was the only participant in the debate uh, of color. Uh, he, he had a response to that. Do you think that that matters? Do you think that that is a reflection of anything? And do you think it's something that we ought to concern ourselves with? Well, I, I, I've for a long time thought that diversity is really critical, um, especially here in the state of Utah. Um, you know, I, when I first was elected, people would ask me about diversity and uh, they'd say, well, we know you got Carl Malone, but what else out there? Mm. And I just, you know, I'd kind of laugh it off. But I, I think Andrew made a very good point. It, it was sad that Cory Booker wasn't on the stage. Uh, because I think that he brings a, a breath of fresh air as well. But you know what? It's reflective of the citizens. That stage was reflective of what the, who they contribute to and the criteria that the DNC had set in order to participate. So it's if, if people want the change and they want more color and more diversity then they need to step up to the plate and make the contributions and, and do better in the polling. When he responded to, to that, to that observation, he said that, well, I don't think it'll be the case for much longer. I predict Cory Booker will be uh, will elevate his position in the polls and we'll see him here on this stage again soon. Is he right? I think he is. Right. I, I think uh, Cory is an amazing guy. Um, and, and it would be interesting to hear uh, Senator Romney's take on all those candidates because sure. he, he's working with them every day. Uh, but from what I've heard is that the Booker is is the real deal. I mean, he's and he's had a lot of experience. Speaking of Senator Romney, I just got a text message from one of his staffers letting me know that they do, in fact, uh, continue to receive a dividend in Alaska. Oh, well, uh, was that from Matt? Thank you, Matt, for sending that information. <laughs> uh, our uh, guest this uh, segment has been uh, Scott Howell, former state senator and every man just doing it all. Uh, he's doing wonderful stuff. Uh, but as he instructed me, uh, we call him Scott here. So, Scott, thank you for being here here. Thanks for walking through these uh, these debate details, and I look forward to having plenty of more interactions with you. You promise me you come back? Absolutely, and Lee, Merry Christmas, and to all the listeners, this is not the season to be political. This is the season to really show genuine love, and in the the, the name of those that, uh, I mean, whose birthday it is, in the name of uh, Merry Christmas. Outstanding. We'll leave it at that. Next up, we're going to hear from the airport here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. 
And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.